0: Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to in a coffee break, developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller, for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside of recruitment, but all from the coalface information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will later squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. So welcome to the Million Dollar Biller Coffee Break podcast for this week. This week, I've been thinking about different roles we have in recruitment and the way people in recruitment decide to deliver recruitment solutions. I don't believe there's a right or wrong way, but I do believe that you have to decide which way works for you and then ensure that you work within those to be successful. Each have their positive and negative sides, but if you're true to yourself, then it will work for you. So here are a couple of ideas from me for this week. Consultant versus recruiter. When I first started in recruitment, the title everyone at my company wanted to get was that of recruitment consultant. Things have changed over the years, and now there are a wealth of different titles in recruitment. Some are based on new roles that didn't even exist 20 years ago, such as talent acquisition. And others seem to reflect the changes we've seen to recruitment models over the years. I have no issues with titles. I've never been a big user of job title. Indeed, very few of my business cards over the years have ever had a title on them. And I'm definitely not in the title for credibility game. However, I do believe that what you call yourself should reflect the work you do for your clients. As I said when I first started, almost everyone was a recruitment consultant. That's not to say everyone worked the same way, but that was the title we all seemed to use. As the market has developed over the years, new titles have come in that I believe have better reflected the solutions we as recruitment consultants or agents or recruiters deliver to our clients. The way I see things, the differences in recruitment are like the differences in restaurants. There are many different types, from a three-star mission restaurant of celebrity chefs all the way down to the multinational fast food brands such as McDonald's or Domino's. Both types make money. But the likes of McDonald's do so by setting strong processes and delivering a similar service in every restaurant you go into. These companies make significant annual returns, but their per plate margins are very low. Hence, they need to ensure that their processes are tight and training in key areas is systemized so that everyone can come in and deliver quickly, so they don't have to cover lots of training wages. The three-star Michelin restaurant, on the other hand, works on a completely different model. There you're paying a super high price per plate, plus often a number of added costs such as wine or other drinks. They don't set out to serve many people at a time, often less than 20 per restaurant per night. But those that do get served get the best quality meal and high-end service. Those that go are often doing so for a special occasion. This is not an everyday event such that fast foods can be. The restaurants can charge much higher margins, but on far fewer transactions but their costs are also much higher as they need to hire people who can deliver at the high standards expected. And any training they give have to ensure that the people get to those same high standards. Both types have one thing in common, competition. There are always competitors out there, whoever you are, keen to take your market share. As with any business sector, the best restaurants in whichever model come out on top as they focus 100% on the keys to their business. They don't try to be something that they're not nor do they attempt to appeal to different markets using the same price model. How silly would it look for McDonald's to start offering high price service at the table with wines, etc.? And likewise, can you imagine a top Michelin restaurant trying to sell via Deliveroo or Just Eat? Coming back to recruitment, I think there are many things we can learn from the above examples. Decide what model of recruitment you wish to offer and then make sure you are set up to deliver to that model. If you wish to go down the consultant route, where you take on a small number of niche roles and deliver a high-level service to your clients, then you need to ensure that you work to the same soli- of the solutions as a Michelin restaurant. High cost, lots of additional benefits and service that add value to the client and candidates, but also focus on a small number of special occasion roles. Don't feel that you have to try to deliver on all the needs that a client may have, just like a Michelin restaurant doesn't try to feed everyone all of the time. However, if you wish to go for a larger number of roles or to deliver to a wider clientele, then you need to look to the McDonald's model and ensure that you can get your processes set up so that you can deliver quickly and efficiently to clients. The client will want to pay lower prices, but it's more likely that they will buy more from you so that your returns will still be high. I've delivered million pound years using both models, and I believe both are great options to get a million pound year, but you have to ensure that you're clear on which model you're delivering. One of the main reasons people aren't successful in recruitment is they try to deliver McDonald's service to Michelin clients or vice versa. Be clear which you are and deliver on the relevant model, and you're on your way to success. My second topic today is to decide what you want out of recruitment. I've been incredibly lucky in my 20 years in recruitment. The job I fell into all those years ago has been good to me. And to be frank, I feel like this, my career, suits my skills and my likes. I've been able to travel the world. I meet new people almost every day, if only virtually at the moment. And I get to solve issues and problems on a daily basis, something that I really like to do. One area I get asked a lot is, what should I be aiming for with my career? Should I go out alone? Should I aim for a promotion in my agency I look to get to a place where I'm managing a team rather than delivering recruitment? If I go out on my own, should I aim to build a company to sell, or should I look to build something that will allow me to do other things and still get an income from recruitment? To be frank, all of these are personal questions, and even if I wanted to guide you on all such issues, there wouldn't be enough time in a podcast. But the questions do throw up a key issue that I think is worth tackling here. What do you want from recruitment? Like I've said, recruitment has given me so much over the years. I know for my contacts that it's the same for them too. We're lucky to work in an industry that seems relatively recession-proof, even if some sectors get hit, that allows you to travel and deliver your services anywhere in the world, and that gives high returns for success. Of course, like any industry, there are downsides. But overall, I think we're very lucky to chose or decided to take our career in recruitment. So what do you want to get out of it? That is the key question, and the answer cannot simply be money, though money can be a very key part of it if you want. Once you know what you want to get out of recruitment, the rest of the questions about what you should do will become easier. If you want to deal with clients and candidates and focus on solving the frontline issues, then maybe moving into management isn't for you. Maybe you need to speak to your agency and suggest that you're better fixed to stay on the frontline as a key salesperson and grow within that role. If you like the idea of working with others towards an overall goal and feel that you can help those others to develop, then maybe a manager role is more for you. There are many more nuances in that, but I hope you get the idea. Likewise, if you're seeing that the option of going into alone, as so many do in recruitment, then again, think about what you want and what such move will mean to you before you start down the path. Recruitment has so few barriers to entry that starting up on your own is perhaps easier in recruitment than in almost any other business. But that's not to say that you should do it just because you can. There are many pitfalls to going out on your own. I know, I found many of them when I set out on my own. There are, of course, many benefits too, not least that if you're successful, you'll earn more of your income than if working at an agency. But the risks are also greater too, and the calls on your time from non-sales items will be far higher than you expect, believe me, not to mention that you'll be alone. Irrespective of the support team around you outside the business, you will be the only one who truly knows the day-to-day issues and pressures. For some, that is the huge issue going from the team dynamic of an agency to themselves sat alone day in, day out. (laughs) I suppose after the last 12 months, we've all got a little bit more used to that than we perhaps would have liked. Then, if you do make that jump and go it alone, what is your end goal? Is it a business you want to build and then sell at some point? Or do you want to simply get a good income from it that will allow you to run it as a lifestyle business? Both will have distinct differences in how you set up and how you run the company almost from day one. So to come back to the initial query, recruitment can give you so much, but the only thing you need to decide is what you want from your career and then make sure that the actions you take are in support of that goal. If you do that, you'll be well on your way to being successful in whatever it is you decide is right for you. And hopefully, you'll be well on your way to that million-pound year. So thanks very much for listening to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break podcast. Hopefully, there's some ideas and thoughts there for you to take away this week. Again, as ever, if you like the podcast, please hit subscribe at the place you take your podcasts and leave us a comment or a rating if you think it's something that other people might like. Hit me up on social media, on Facebook or Instagram. I'm MillionPoundBiller, and hopefully we'll have a lively exchange, and I'll be back again next week. Thanks again.